Well, hello. Thank you for coming back. You're killing it. Episode six. If this is your first one, what the hell are you doing? But what a great one to start on because I just recorded the song and I think I think it's my favorite song that I've done for the podcast. It is really short. It's like one minute long. You'll get it later. But um it is worth it because it's the first one that I've actually ri- I actually wrote out and I um I feel like I killed it. I feel like I killed it. I feel like I got background music that was like fine and um it's very clever. I'm very proud of myself. So anyway, cherry throat lozenge is what just happened. So that's why I'm probably giving you this warm beautiful cooling soothing um like almost humidifier in the room with the vix drops like i'm giving you that voice and that energy and it's a good thing because today i'm going to be telling you about um two foolproof methods to manipulate your friends into thinking that you won the argument Or that you, maybe argument's not the best word. I'll get right into it, but um, first I'd like to say, manipulating your friends is not a go-to. It is not something you should always do, but it is something that uh, you may find necessary if you run into people who lack a sense of humor, or if they... You know, they could just be sensitive that day. That's that's tip one. We'll address those people. And then other people, um, you're going to be able to fend off friends who can be confrontational. Um, but you have to know, that's the second tip. You have to know this person is confrontational right off the bat because you have to be ready. You have to be focused for tip number two. But um, a second thing I'll say is... I'm very lucky in my close friend group, we are, I think we're all, we're all truthers. We're all very like truthful people. So we're honest with each other. We're um, honest about ourselves. And I think being a liar and also manipulating is a really deadly, horrible combination. And if you do these tips, it might not work out for you because um, you, these are not going to help you if you're caught out, caught in a lie. So just straight up, don't be a liar, is A. Um, But the tips are as follows. So, oh, I'd also like to address that I really don't have too many enemies in this world. Maybe some people would disagree. But I I don't have too many enemies in this world. And the people who are, um, they're garbage. So it doesn't matter. But um, I'm, I'm talking to you, J.B., I'm talking to you, C-A, but not even C-A, because it's like, who is that anymore? Um, Who else? Um, Sometimes, well, (laughs) this is too much. Okay, let's just say, let me just put this out there, because I know that the person I'm about to talk to is too stupid to decode this, but... um, if you took JB and you put the letters in a different order, that would be the other initial. Cool. So, um, I don't have too many enemies out there. And you know what? After a certain amount of time, I think that with 
with people you don't like, at least for me, I like, I can, I can really, I just don't think about them. But then when I do think about them, I'm like, oh yeah, they're terrible. But you know what's funny is, okay, there's two different types of people that I like that. Okay. So there's people who, um, we like mutually do not like each other. Okay. And that is like totally fine in my book. Those people don't, um, they don't really keep me up at night. They don't really like whatever. But then there's people. There's people who I never had issues with. And then they don't like me. And I'm telling you, maybe it's because I'm like so young and delicate and light. Um, but that bothers me. Okay? Like if we had literally nothing go down. Because the thing is, is... I'm, like, very easy to get along with. I'm so easy to get along with. Like, because even if you really annoy me, you're not going to know. Because I'm going to give you, like, the full... I'm going to give you full manipulation tactics, basically. I'm going to... But it's not because... Um, not that's not a, it's not because I'm like a, a, a evil hearted person that I'm just not going to be upfront with you because I actually think the opposite is true. I think if somebody is annoying to you and you directly are like, you're annoying to me, I, it, I can't associate. I can't like talk to you because you're annoying or I just don't like you. Who you are as a person, I find irritating and I am annoyed by even the look of you. I think saying that to somebody is really vicious. So I think the opposite where you're just kind of like, you limit your responses to them, you limit your time with them, and you move on with your life because your life is going to be full of people you don't like. So I think it's fine. And I think if people really don't like me, I deserve the same. If you really don't like me, limit your time with me, limit your response, and you know what? Don't make me feel like I'm your best friend. That's that's the thing. I don't know which is more evil. I just don't. I personally, at this point in my life, I don't know which is more evil. If somebody's just straight up annoying and you don't just you don't like them just because of their personality, I don't know which is worse: is to fake it and make them feel like they're your friend, or if it's worse to just literally be like the sight of you, the sound of your voice. Um, every, your entire sense of humor, everything that makes you yourself is awful and I hate it and I don't want to be around it. And I need you to like, never talk to me because you irritate the fuck out of me. Like, I'm just saying the second one does seem worse. So if I'm ever going to be accused of like, you're faking it with me, um, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know if you want me to just say that because also it's going to be uncomfortable if we're like a group of five and I've, I've had to say that to you before. Then when you speak, you know that I'm internally bleeding. So I, I don't think it's a nice thing to do and I try to be nice. So I feel like there, and this is conceited and this is like God complex adjacent, but I have always felt, maybe maybe not always, but in the last, like, three, four years, in thinking, like, if you just meet me, because also I give a killer first impression, killer first impression, um, 
it's like the fourth, fifth impression where people are like, okay, so he what he does is he repeats stories, and he um, is like a mess. And then that's when people are like, yikes. But my first impression, oh, baby, I'm asking you a million questions. Like, I am the best. I will, like, pat myself on the back for being the best person to, like, if you're my friend, or you're not even, like, really my friend. You're, like, a friend of a friend. And you're bringing, like, your significant other to a group for, like, the first time. I am the best person. Or just even a friend to the group. Because I, like, it is my goal to make people who are not, like, in the group feel like they're so having the best time in the group. And, like, they are having, like, a killer time. So when, like, a boyfriend is, like, awkward and he's, like, I don't feel like I can be myself, I love that person. I, lo- I like, completely attach myself to that person. I think my friends can attest to um, the fact that, like, I love to be like I love to like communicate with a stranger like at a bar if somebody just like trips my trigger just like a little like I just get like a sense of like oh I think that you're gonna make my night so stunning then I will like spend a lot of time with them and that is really annoying that is annoying to be with that friend who is like always you know off chit-chatting with everybody but it's like it's called networking I have a business now. So, <laughs> no. Um, so, anyway, that just being said, there are people, uh, there are like the people who we mutually don't like each other. I think that is like, that's legit to quit. That's like, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it. I am like, you know, living my life. It's fine. When other people like them, I'm like, that's fine. Like, when my, f- but when my close friends like my enemies, that bothers me. But when, like, I have a friend who's, like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, a friend who is, like, a sibling of somebody I don't like. I'm, like, you know what? Live. Do what you got to do. But um, when it's somebody who doesn't like me and I find out about it and I know about it, it eats me raw from within. What is that about? I don't know. Is it insecurity? Is it, What is it? Because, obviously, I know not everybody's going to like me. But then I want the chance to also not like them. And I can only think of one example in my mind of a person who I'm like, they genuinely despise me for literally no reason. Literally no reason. And I am like just waiting for the day to be drunk enough to be like, but see, now I'm a hypocrite. See, I'm a hypocrite because I would love for them to just expose themselves. But also I have like a fascination so this could be just a me thing because I do want them to read me for filth. Like I do want them to come for me and be like, here is why I can't stand you. Um, and I've heard from like multiple people that this person can't stand me. So it's confirmed. It's not like in my head. Um, so I'm like, I, I have a weird thing though, where I'll like ask my friends and I love this conversation because I'm like very good about not, I don't get my feelings hurt. Like, by my friends, okay? Like, I really, by my friends, by by people who aren't my friends, I, their, like, opinions about me don't really, they don't really make me feel bad. They just make, they inform me of, like, okay, what are my flaws as a person? Um, like, to be around, okay? Not as, like, a, a whole thing. Not as, like, a whole friendship thing, because, like, I don't need, if you've known me for, like, six months, I really actually don't need your impression of me, because you literally don't know me. Because I reveal, like... 
I go back into a cocoon and I reveal into a new, bigger, better butterfly like every like year, pretty much. So um, you actually have no idea who I am. So here's the thing. I have a fascination with asking my friends, what the fuck? Um, like they, they're like, I want them to like pick out like, what is the most, what is like the worst feature about me? What is like the, um, or what, but because every group, okay, no matter how close you are, you guys could all be fucking each other. I forgot. Actually, that would probably make it worse. If you're in like a group, let's say like even roommates of three. Okay. There's always going to be a moment where you are talked about by the other two. Okay, that is just factual. That is like universal. If you're a friend group of six, just guaranteed the other five have talked about you when you weren't there. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be like really heinous and really bad because obviously you wouldn't be friends. But there's are like little ticks that each person does in life that they don't even know about. Okay, for example, I, it was brought to my attention a long time ago. Wait, now here I'm really contradicting myself because it was brought to my attention a couple of years ago about having a fake laugh where I have these laughs, like the three friends who like know about this, who I bring it up to like weekly are literally cringing, breaking their heads through the car window right now because they are like, I cannot believe he's talking about the fake laugh again. But the fake laugh was a huge incident where I call it a huge incident but um, basically, everybody was just lit, and we were talking around the island at my apartment. It was just me and two friends, and um, we were talking about, like, how I have all these laughs. I laugh, like, in different ways, and one of them is fake. And I was like, I looked at her who said it, who, which I'm totally over girl, I got you. You're like, you know, my life and you know that. And I'm obsessed with you. So like, don't even worry about it. It's so in the past. This is just an example. Um, but I love how I'm making it even more dramatic than it actually is. Like we're literally talking about a laugh. Um, but it was like, and then when my other friend confirmed when he was like, oh yeah, like I know which one. And then I was literally like, putting my hand out and like everything in front of me was like escaping like a mile away and like the room was spinning. I was so like instantly infuriated. I literally cried. I literally cried. But I also think that was cause I was like intoxicated. Um, and I was like, are you kidding? Like, cause I literally in my mind, in my heart was like, there is no fake laugh. And then I don't know if this makes it worse or better, but like they, they, I was like, what does the laugh sound like? Nobody could replicate the laugh. So then I said, okay, straight up from here on out, if you hear the laugh, like you have to like, tell me that that's the laugh. Like we could be in a crowded room. I could be like doing a speech in front of the fucking, in front of Congress. And if you're in the room and you hear the laugh, you literally like instantly just point at me and you're like, that's the laugh. Like I need I need to know, so then, like, in my brain, I'm, I, so if I can process, if I can clearly say, because there very well could have been a fake laugh, and there probably was a fake laugh, now that I'm looking back, there probably was a fake laugh, because I probably subconsciously did it, I probably didn't purposely do it, it was just, like, maybe a, like, coping mechanism with an uncomfortable situation, or, or, like, if a joke didn't land of mine, or I don't even know what the, because I didn't know what the scenario was, either, that the fake laugh came in can't believe I'm talking about the fucking like fake laugh. So, 
basically, though, what happened is, which I'm like, is this better or worse? Is that the fake laugh never happened again? Like, according according to, like, when I'm like, so have you heard the fake laugh? They're like, no, I haven't heard it. Which is, like, horrible for me, I think, because that almost validates even more that there was a fake laugh if when it was brought to my attention, I, I stopped doing it. So I'm like, oh, wow. So maybe I'm just more self-aware about what I'm laughing about around them. Like, from from then on, and not anymore, but, like, at the time. Um, but, like, maybe I was more self-aware, and so I just, like, made sure every laugh was, like, genuine. Or maybe I literally did have a fake laugh, and I was like, I'm done with the fake laugh. But, like, just consciously, I didn't know I had a fake laugh. Anyway, I personally love to pit the room against each other, and I love to say, like, I, l- I love to be like, what do you three or four or whatever talk about when I'm not around? Or like, if you, let's just say like, I have a friend and then you, ha- and then I have like two friends. They don't really know each other that well, but then they meet at like a party or something. If I'm out of the room and they're like talking about me and let's say they bring up something that is negative adjacent, but not negative, um, like, just, like, an annoying tick, like, have you noticed that he does this or something? Which, I'm just a paranoid monster, because I just assume people are doing this all the time. So, (laughs) um, but I wonder, I'm like, what is it? Because there are so many things that other people do that they don't even know that they do, that you're like, oh, God, like, my time would be, like, not... Not a lot, but, like, because these are obviously little things, because these are obviously our close friends and stuff. But I'm, like, my time would be improved by, like, 2%. By, like, if if this behavior was either explained to me, or, like, why does this happen? Why do you do this such a thing? Or if it was just, like, a, oh, my God, I didn't even realize I did that. I'm going to stop doing that. Then, I, I like, I love that conversation, because it's uncomfortable as fuck, but I think it brings everybody together. I think it's everybody, like when anybody, uh, just recently there was like a whole conversation I had with people where it was like, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to bring it up. And then, and then we brought it up and it literally has bonded us even more like just full gorilla glue moment. So do you want to hear my tips? My God, have I just been going on and on and on? Like what is new? Is this, has, has anything changed here? I don't think so. This is the format. Oh God. Okay. 18 minutes of bullshit. All right, got it. So um, here's my two tips. Okay, so the scenario is, tip number one, the scenario is, you have gone too far. And you know what? I have done this. And I, 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 will, I will put both people, because I feel like in every situation, like every situation, no matter what, there is not just one person to blame. I, I just don't think that that's true. I And every time I have, like, a disagreement with somebody, isn't often, it isn't often, but I can always see, like, even if I'm, like, I need to confront them, which, like, never happens, but if I need to, like, confront them, I always am, like, okay, what, like, wh- where am I coming from that, though, that makes it, like, I have a problem with this and, like, not everybody else does. You know what I mean? So... Um, basically, if somebody, if you, if you say something to somebody that's like offends them 
or if it um, if it's like a joke that maybe went too far and you didn't quite gauge their like sense of humor around that topic or something like that. Like, let's say you drop the R word. Okay, then um, even this could even work with somebody you don't know is you drop the R word and then somebody says like, well, actually, um, my biological mother uh, was severely disabled and has um, been suffering with, like, what do you call that? What's like the PC term? Um, a cognitive delay for the last, like, 25 years. And it's been extremely hard on my family. So that word, that word makes me so uncomfortable and so angry. If somebody comes to you like that, okay, now already, like, you should be shaking in your boots because that was, like, you know, I, that was a performance, okay? I, like, literally have tears welling up. So if somebody comes to you like that after you casually drop the, the R word, even if it's not, like, when I say drop the R word, I mean do not say the R word. Like, we should be so done saying the R word in general, but we should be really done saying it just referring to anybody with like a cognitive delay um that is like horrible but i think sometimes and this is me and i'm a monster and half of half of the six of you are like gonna unsubscribe but sometimes sometimes and it is rare there is like a moment where everyone is like on the same page with sense of humor wise like everyone's being awful anyway at that moment and everybody knows each other. Everybody trusts each other. Everybody's like, oh, I know exactly, like, his sense of humor, and he's dark, and he's fucked up, and he says crazy shit, or, like, she does, or whatever. You know, we're in a room of, a, we're in a safe space where we could drop the R word as a joke about someone in the group, the waiter. I mean, something, but it has to be, like, instantly LOL'd and, like, I am obviously fucking crazy for saying that right now but there is a moment where like okay when somebody if somebody's dropped it and it's been in like a situation where it's not talking about somebody with a cognitive delay I'm telling you what I have laughed I have laughed the inappropriate is funny okay it, it it's a time and a place but it is funny so the tip back to the tip constantly um is basically you say something. So I'm going to give an example. Um, you, like, let's say you make fun of your friend's weight. Okay. Now this, like, really, this tip's, like, for friendships, really, I would say. Not, like, regular people, but you can probably test it on regular people. I mean, it has just worked for me over the years, and I bet my friends are, like, literally Rolodexing, like, in their mind, like, what... What has he offended me with? And then did this, and, um, like, he's absolute absolute garbage monster but if i've like let's say that you you may you said something about somebody's weight okay um and then and like you were shocked by their reaction and like you said it in like ob like such an obvious like to you to you it's obvious but in such an obvious like i'm saying it because it's fucked up like it's like the r word thing I'm saying it because it's not true. I'm saying it because I don't believe that to be true. Like, it is... I'm saying it because it is so controversial to say it that that is why 
the whole room is going to laugh about it. But when you do not, you do not get that, right? And you say something that you're like, I am saying this to be ludicrous. Um, and there is somebody who is actually genuinely offended. You have to, like, instantly, instantly be on their side. Whether or not you think there's a sensitivity there, you're like, this is like, you're having like a, I don't have a sense of humor moment. You're taking this too seriously. Whatever you believe in your heart, you have to literally apologize profusely on the spot. But that is not the tip. That is not the tip. The tip is, is you have to go above and beyond. You have to bring it up after they're over it. When you, when you realize they're over it and they realize you're, um, you're actually like so genuinely, sincerely sorry, even if you're not, even if you're still thinking like, you're taking this so seriously, but it is so not serious. Like if you did this back to me, I would LOL my pants. Okay. So, um, you have to gen, you have to get in their headspace and you have to never, ever like, reveal how you actually felt about the situation. Years down the road, never reveal it. Ever, ever, ever. This is a part of manipulation. Manipulation cannot be changed. Like, you you cannot... If you're, if you're putting a, an idea about yourself in someone else's head, they cannot know that that wasn't real and that was not truthful because then you're going to be looked at as a liar. And if you're not a liar, well, there you go. But here you are lying. So, um, basically... You have to, like, once they're over it, like, the next day, you really, like, use word, use things like, I am so sorry. Like, I, I really did not know. Like, I, I don't know your history. Bringing up someone else's history that you are either aware or unaware of, it doesn't matter because you're probably not aware of all of it. So, bring, bringing up someone's history and saying, like, I don't, like, I, I can't, I don't know what, like, has been told to you before. I don't know like how something has been brought up to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I didn't know that that was like such a triggering bad thing. I said it to be crazy, but you know what? Like, I need to know that like your feelings are so valid. And there's probably something that I would say that somebody would say to me that would make me feel just as horrible. I'm sure. So I'm like, I am so sorry. And this, this should never, like you have to bring up to bring up that this should never come from a friend. Like, this kind of, like, attack. <coughs> like, make it... Apologize for what they believe it is. And even though you're, like, it's a joke, um, you have to rebrand it as what they believe it is. It is an attack. It is harassment. It is so insensitive. It is so mean. Mean. Call yourself a bully. Do it. I mean, fucking go for it. If you, like, value this friendship, you will do this. And then... Here's the here's here's why it's manipulative. Here's why it's manipulative. It's because when you do these steps and you own it beyond belief and you bring it up continually, you know what? Even a month later, get them a gift card. Get them a flower, buy them their favorite food or something and bring it up again. Bring it up again and say I just like I I've still been thinking about it and I'm like trying my best to like 
I, I love how also, by the way, giving you all these tips, I literally can never do this stuff again in my life to anybody who listens because they are going to be like, you are the biggest piece of shit ever. Um, but that's because I care about you and that's because I don't do this very often. So like, um, it's fine. So you keep bringing it up and then what's going to happen is manipulation is going to come into play. What's going to happen is they are going to feel bad. Because eventually they're going to be over it. Like, they're going to be over um, not only the fact that you said it, but they're going to be over the fact that you're still apologizing for it. Like, they are going to be tired of it. And they're also going to not really remember how it made them feel anyway. So it's going to flip, and it's going to start to um, give them this idea that, like, wow, this was so, like, this was a huge, like, moment in our friendship where Travis is, like, really really beating himself up about this. Like he really did not feel like he was going to hurt my feelings and he did. And, but now like I'm almost hurting his feelings. So then you know what happens? The roles reverse and it is a beautiful, it is a moi thing. It is so gorgeous. Chef's kiss. When you see the gears shift and they feel bad for you, for what you did. And it is a beautiful thing. And that is tip number one. And I'm telling you, it sounds literally sociopathic. But um, it's really incredible. And it has worked for me. I've only probably done it four or five times in my life. So um, really incredible. Lovely. Tip number two. This one is for your controversial friend, maybe a friend who is not afraid to go to your face and say, um, you fucked up, you did something fucked up. And they are, they want to fight. Like they want to verbally fight. The other person is telling for tip number one, those person, those people are coming to you gently and you, your instinct is to feel sorry for them. This person is coming at you and your instinct is to fight them. Your instinct is to, say the nastiest shit and I don't know what it is about my mind but I can I can conjure up and I don't spew them out very often but I can really conjure up in a verbal disagreement some really nasty shady horrible mean things to say I really can um but I don't do it because that's I think it's awful and also then I'd have to do tip number 1 so it's like I mean what's the cycle here like for god's sakes um, tip, so, so when somebody's coming at you and they want, they want to fight, they want to verbally fight with you and you don't want to play your best cards and play your like, well, y- um, you know, who doesn't like you is Andy or whatever. Like, well, she, t- that's what she told me. And here's the text and she's never liked you. And I was, I've defended you and I was only your friend. I was only friends with you because of her in the first place. And now I don't even know why I'm fucking friends with you. I don't know why anybody's friends with you. And like you, you basically drop that you and your best friend are like not actually her friend or something. I don't know. That's an example of something that's like would literally devastate somebody. So, I mean, you could go that route, but you're not going to, you're not going to preserve a friendship and you like kind of always want to preserve a friendship. I, I, I think it's like, I think it's the best bet unless the person like just really sucks in a fun level everything else can kind of be changed and you can just use manipulation to change everything about somebody. So, um, they come at you and you know what you do? You start describing 
you, you don't talk a lot. You give them all the room, but you focus. You, you have to stay very focused. And you have to just also remain, like, almost emotionless, like... Like definitely react like this is a, this is a surprise to you kind of moment, but you have to look at them like, wow, like this is what this is what this is what this means to you. Like this is what our friendship means to you. So like for example, somebody says, you know, somebody's like smacking their hand on the table. Somebody's yelling at you. Somebody's whatever. Like everything they do, everything they say, you have to just just repeat what they're doing. And not, not actually, you say it verbally. So you say something, like somebody's smacking their hand on the table and you just be like, wow, I didn't know that this was like, this was going to be like you smacking your hand. Oh, so now we're smacking our hand on the table. Okay. So this is that. So this is how mad you are, that you're going to be smacking your hand on the table in front of your friend. Like when you're talking to your friend, you, you're going to do that. Or like they're yelling at you. It's like, okay, so we can't have a conversation because you're yelling. So now I can't, so I can't talk because you have to yell because that's what, that's what our friendship means is that you have to yell to get your point across. Okay. I, no, that's fine. Um, or, you know, they bring up something nasty about you. You know, you say like, you know what? Let's say they say, you know, Andy doesn't fucking like you. Andy uh, has never liked you. And you say like, wow, that makes you feel better. That... That's really in this moment making you feel better to make your friend feel like shit. That's really making you feel better. Wow. No, you no keep please tell what else did what else did Andy not like about me? No, tell me. No, show me the text. Show me the text. Let's actually let's call her. I I don't know if if this is worth it to you to really take your time and just just really attack me, then you know what? Like like good. Just so you just take what they're doing. And you like twist it. And I'm telling you, it is so genius beyond because it shuts people down when, when you, because they want you to become an animal. I mean, in that moment, they, they don't necessarily say it, but in that moment, they want you to be an animal as well. They want you to fight back. They want you to say nasty things. They want you to do what they're doing. If they're smacking their hand on the table, they're yelling. They want you to smack your hand on the table. They want you to yell. They want you to take it a step further. They want you to smash a glass. Like they want you to do something. Now, guaranteed i've never been in something that serious of a, a verbal fight please because like i said i'm kind of a catch kind of a catch in the friend department so um yeah i mean i'm telling you it shifts the energy of the room to making them realize i mean can you imagine with these roosters i mean come on it's not not one episode can go by without like a full mating call like I just, okay. So, okay, but they've distracted me enough to, like, look at the time. We're almost approaching 35 minutes. I hope these tips serve you well. I hope the first 18 minutes of just me BSing was not completely, like, earworm, migraine-inducing. And enjoy the song that I'm very proud of. Thank you. Now this isn't a very long story, but at the time it made me feel glorious. I was losing my virginity during the VMAs of 2013. Miley Cyrus foam finger, but 
That wasn't the only fingering of wine. We had a few glasses, tried to put our dicks in each other's asses, but he was too big, so he jerked off on my chest. But some went in my nose. We laughed, but at first I froze. My roommate said she was coming in, so we tidied up and wished we had another minute, and she asked how did the VMAs go. But we didn't know there's no lesson here i'm just going on about a time my ass felt completely gone so god bless and have yourself a merry day done okay so for this week's long story short I thought I'd talk about something that happened literally yesterday that I was like, holy fuck, it was beyond. Okay, so where I'm living right now, um, there isn't like an amazing vet hospital moment to go to. So I basically got this dog recently. We know the dog because the dog was eating the dead dog, like dead mama from last week's episode. So, um, love this dog. His name's Howie obsessed. Like every day we grow closer in a like very, very dog pet owner type situation. Um, and I don't like to acknowledge it, but it's, it's just what it is. It is what it is. I don't like know how we'd live without each other. And it's been like one month. It's ridiculous. So, um, I have to like get this, I have to, like, get him shots and stuff, you know? And, like, he needs, like, vaccines, and he needs to get, like, his damn... He needs to get fixed. Because especially where I'm living, like, he he just kind of runs... He just, like, rules the roost or whatever. He doesn't get tied up. He's, you know... He's, like, inside, outside. He lives his life. So he, um... There's a lot of dogs around, too. So what I've heard is if you don't get them fixed... I mean, one of the things is if you don't get them fixed... Um, then when like the women are in heat, they can go to any other little community and, you know, get lost and live their life or whatever. And that's probably how I got him in the first place because he showed up during a heat season and was like around my, like the female dogs around the area. And then we just kind of bonded ever since. I don't know. Cause I like tried to pet him. Like how I met him is I like went out and I was like feeding all of the, um, dogs, some eggs and this dog was just kind of like you know skittish like ooh, I don't know if I trust him and so then I go and I um I like had a half of a hard-boiled egg in my hand and I like fed it to him and he like wouldn't eat it out of my hand he like didn't trust me so I put it on the ground and then I like stepped a little closer and I just kind of like touched his back and then he like kind of like oh you know, I don't know if I trust this at first, but then looked at me and then literally like within 30 minutes, I'm telling you, he was like, I was cradling him like a baby on my lap. Like he was obsessed with me. He was licking me all over, like hugging me, like literally legit, like front paws around my shoulders, hugging me. So we like had quite a moment. And then ever since then, he's never left. He's never left. And He's very excited when I come home and like all these things, you know, all the things that dogs do. So he like stays in my house all day. He just like, you know, lays on the couch and fucks around and I feed him and shit. And then he goes out at night and then he cries and because he wants to sleep in here at night. But I'm like easy potty trained, so I don't want to like deal with all that. Anyway, 
shots. See, this is the beauty of the long story short is I literally, I mean, come on. It, it, is it the beauty of the long story short is the beauty of the whole fucking show? Because this is like, this is what it is. So, um, I get the vet. I confirm with the vet come yesterday. Okay. Um, and he, he, so he tells me, tells me he's going to come at like two o'clock in the afternoon, like three o'clock in the afternoon. So the night before I had just figured out how to work my Netflix and like, I'm a literal fucking idiot because I, um, was like, my Netflix doesn't work. My Netflix doesn't work. It hasn't been working or whatever. And I was like texting this girl about it. And I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. Like, here's what it says. I like took a screenshot. I sent it to her. She's like, oh, do you have your data switched off for your Netflix? Because like, I don't have Wi-Fi. And I was like, my brain like literally was like cream of mushroom soup out of the nose and eyeballs. And I was like, I am literally fucking so stupid. I went into my settings. The data was off for Netflix. So then I'm now I've been on like a Netflix. It's like I have the feeling of like when Netflix first came out and you're like, oh, my God, there's so many options. I'm like, I'm still I'm grappling with like, what do I watch first? And I know that like that transition that that stops after a while because I've had it before where I was like, I love Netflix. And then the next thing you know, you're like, there's nothing on here. There's like a billion titles. But there's nothing to watch. But when you, when you first get Netflix, you're like, literally, I don't have w- the weeks that it's going to require to me for me to like go through all this shit. So anyway, I basically stayed up all night watching a new show, watching The Walking Dead. It's not new, but I mean, it's new to me. I just started watching it. And so I watched two seasons in one night. I was dead fucking tired. I went to bed at like seven o'clock in the morning and um, then I get a phone call. It's like 11 a.m. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's here. So I'm like dead tired. I haven't eaten. And like that's you see, you feel like those aren't important details, but those are important details to the story for what's about to happen. So I, I'm like exhausted, dead tired. I put in my shirt inside out. I'm like, fuck it. I'm ugly. I'm like greasy as fuck. And I like slap on a hat. I'm like dying. And He's like, okay, let's like do this. Um, so basically he, do, he, he's like, does the procedure in like your home or like outside your home, like outside or whatever. Um, so we kind of did it. Yeah, we did it at my house. So, um, basically he does where he's like, okay, let's muzzle the dog. Now, like, mind you, like I say, we're lacking some resources here. So he takes off his shoelace from his shoe and he puts it around the dog's mouth um, to muzzle it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, my baby, obviously I'm like kissing. And he's like, I'm literally shook. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, good God, what's going to happen. So then me and three other guys hold down the dog and he like gives him a rabies shot and he gives him like a flea and tick shot, which I didn't even know that came in injection live. And then, um, He's, like, going to fix the dog, you know? He's going to fix the dog. Oh, another reason that I wanted to fix the dog. I mean, that was, like, it was the running away thing was, like, not my not my main goal. But also just because, like, there are so many puppies here that I cannot, I just cannot with. Because it's, like, there is just not enough resources for these damn dogs. So my goal is to get, like, a bunch of them fixed. So my dog was the first, like, trial dog. Like, can I handle this um, absolute insanity? Like, you know, whatever. And, like, mind you, I have, like... I've witnessed my fair share of, like, C-sections or, like, births in my day, okay, back at, like, an old job. So, um, I'm, like, it is what it is, and I'm, like, not, you know, I'm not, like, squeamish or anything like that. Anyway, he puts the lidocaine in. He, like, numbs the testicles, okay? 
Um, and he starts like cutting in. He's like living his life. I'm like watching everything. I'm like one of those weird people where I have to watch. I know even when I know that it's like a, it's a moment and it's like a faint moment. I like I hate getting my blood drawn. Like it is so horrific. But I don't mind like shots. It's blood drawn that I'm like, oh, bitch. It is beyond. Like, it is so... I feel like I can feel it in my fucking shoulder. Like, I can feel the blood just sucking out like a vacuum. And it is like, ugh, it's so uncomfortable. So, um... But when I get it done, like, they're always... I'm, they're like, are you, like... You know... I actually don't even know if they ask or if I just start with my whole life story about how I'm horrible about that. Because I have been very faint. I've never fainted, fainted. But I've been, like, very close. Um... At, like, a lot of the times when I get my blood done. And, um... They're like, okay, well, like, don't look and like, whatever, we're just going to keep talking. And I'm like, if I don't look and then you stab me with that thing and then you start sucking shit out and I'm not looking like I need you to know that the the mental image I'm going to picture is like it is going to be 50 times worse because I have like a very active imagination. And um, like. I just will envision something that is so much worse than what's going on. Like when you're taking out my blood, I, if I'm not looking, I will envision like full on blood splatters, like running down my arm. I will feel the drip down my wrist. Like I am like insane. So, um, anyway, I'm, so I'm like watching also, I'm like not even that worried about it. I'm like, I mean, I have no issues. I mean, obviously you can see where this is going to go, but basically um, he like removes the testicles. He did a really nice job. The blood was very minimal. He like tied off the testicle and then like kind of like shaved with his scalpel, like to, um, really minimize like bleeding. And it was like fabulous. So then he, um, whatever. I mean, the dog was like literally struggling also. So I was like very feeling terrible. I was like holding down his chest with one arm, rubbing his belly with another. Somebody had the head and neck. Somebody had leg. Somebody had another leg. And then the vet was holding one leg while doing the whatever. And it was like a whole, uh, it was just a whole ordeal. And also it was hot as absolute piss outside. And I think like the combination of all these things and like, then I was kneeled down for like, you know, a good 10 minutes while this was going down. And then my dog got up and then he had like this bowl where he had like the testicles in and stuff. And he was like, where do you want this? And I was like, okay, I'll throw it down like my pit. And then, um, so I went down and I like threw it in the pit, whatever. I looked at it. I took pictures cause I'm like actually crazy. And I have this thing where I think if I see something like crazy or something awful, if I don't like screenshot it or take a picture of it, then when I tell the story in the future, no one will like believe. I like, I have this thing where I believe, I think it's because like, okay. And it's, it's a very fair assessment of me because, um, like, I feel like crazy shit doesn't necessarily happen to me, but I have a crazy perspective of it. And so that is why like the stories sound insane, but they're like actually just normal stories. Um, but then also like when I've gotten like drunk and if something like happens to me and I'm like blackout drunk and something happens when I get home and I'm still drunk, I will add so many details to the fucking story. And then the next morning someone will be like, so there was blah, 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 blah. And then I'll be like, okay, well it didn't quite go like that. Like it went like this. It did not go like that. Like, for example, there was, like, a there was a blowjob moment story back in the day um, at a bar. And I came home. I told a whole fucking thing. I don't even remember what I said because it's hard to remember a lie. You know what I mean? So let's not do it. I mean, theme of the episode. But, um, yeah, but, like, 
the the blowjob story was like you know but then it looks like the whole story was made up so then it's like well i mean what do you do so then if somebody assesses my here's my my stories and they're like listen that is like obviously fabricated then i'm like you know what fuck it fuck off like i don't care so um i feel like i have to take pictures sometimes to like validate to have like an alibi to be like okay well this did happen fucker like here's a picture of the testicles i don't even know but, um, so I took a picture of the testicles. They were, like, really gross. And then I, like, put them down in my pit or whatever. And then I came back, and they were, like, okay, just, like, sign this paper. And then, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, oh, do you have soap? I need to, like, wash my hands. Oh, do you have this? Like, oh, I need a, I need a towel. Oh, do you have, like, a cup of water? Or, like, just there. One was asking me a million questions. The other one was asking me a million questions about this. And I am, like, feeling faint as fuck. Like, let me tell you. I am, like, I'm, like, breathing in, like, breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, like my Pilates tells me to do, and, um, my Pilates, been doing it three weeks, um, and I'm, like, literally, I have this feeling come over me that I'm, like, anything I do is less embarrassing than if I actually just straight up faint right now, so I am, like, in my house, and I am, like, going back and forth on the walls. I'm like knocking over seasonings. I'm knocking over cups. I'm like knock I knocked over my pills like onto the floor. I am like back and forth like wobbling, going crazy, like leaning onto walls for like support, but then like the wall fucking basically does a 180 and so then I'm like going to the next wall and I'm like literally panicking like, "Oh my god, I'm about to faint in front of these fuckers and it is going to be so embarrassing." Um but like obviously I attribute it to lack of sleep no food in my body. I hadn't eaten since like noon the day before. Um, and like, obviously the grotesqueness of it, you know, you got to have like, I mean, you, you either have to be around it a little or you have like, or you just got to like have yourself mentally or physically prepared. Also he got there early. So like we did it within like 10 minutes of me waking up. I mean, this is me defending myself, um, that I'm not like a complete pussy, but, um, basically, um, I'm like flailing everywhere. I lift up this bucket of water that I have. Um, I mean, I like lift off the lid and I'm like splashing water in my face. Like it's getting all over my house. I'm splashing it in my face. I'm putting it over my head. I'm like rubbing it into my face. I'm getting my clothes wet. Cause I like need this cold air. I'm like breathing with my nose out through my mouth. And then I, like, I'm just like, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. You guys like, I, I'm just like telling them. And I am like actually so like, Oh, I am literally going to faint. And you know, that feeling, it is not a good feeling. And then your mouth is like full of saliva and you're like, and I mean, it is just an awful feeling. Also, it was hot as fuck too. So, cause half my roof blew off too. I mean, the story just thickens, but half my roof blew off too. And so like, I'm just getting extra heat in the house. So it's like a whole thing. But anyway, I didn't faint. Um, I like completely calmed down in like, like after I did all the splashing, I like sat down and splashed some more, splashed some more. And then I like stood up and I was like, all right, um, what do you need me to sign? Oh, um, as my hat, like I had doused my hat, but then I like took the hat off. So I just had like a wet hat on the ground, wet head, completely soaked clothes. Like my pants were even wet, everything. And I'm just like looking at them like, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Now I'm normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're literally looking at me like I'm batshit fucking crazy. So that was like the whole incident. It's fine now. My poor baby is like still like, he like walks slow and stuff. You know, he's a jumper and he's like. He follows me everywhere, and now he's like, oh, he's so tired. It's, you know, it's only been one day. So anyway, listen, that is my long story short. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, if you do. Um, and we'll see you next week. 
Love ya.